0: we Here you go, folks. That is the sound of bell number 14, of fight number four. Pacific Coast boxing. You know where you're at, folks. Punches and bunches, shoe shines in the corner, hot sauce to the ribs, ranchos aligado. When in doubt, stick it out. Duro, duro, duro. Pacific Coast boxing. Alfonso Ruiz here, of course, with my partner, Rick Prado. Rick, what's up, man?
1: Hey, how's it going, man? Just ready to talk boxing.
0: That's right. That's right. We had a weekend of semi boxing. Yeah, I know you're probably more into some of that YouTuber stuff and some of that side. <laughs> action that happened over the weekend Mm -hmm. I still don't consider him a a boxer but I absolutely respect what he does just to get in the ring and get in that kind of condition Mm -hmm. but we'll talk about that and then there was a couple of real fights on that card as well right your lock of the week came through I'm gonna say it came through
1: yeah no Amanda Serrano uh you know she won yeah it was unanimous decision but uh you know it's kind of lopsided yeah but um her opponent was um really tough yes and um you know never even been knocked down
0: and she could not knock her out again. Yeah. So Amanda Serrano is in, uh, in search of the knockout number 33. Uh, 31, tr- 31. 31. Yeah. Okay, well, 33, well, 33 yes, to break the to record. The, yeah. To break the record of the coal miner's daughter, of course, mm-hmm. Christy Martin, uh, which you talked about that uh, I didn't watch it, by the way. I'll have to make it a point to watch it this week yeah. to watch the um, documentary on Netflix, mm-hmm. which sounds really good. She's a fighter and she's a real person but yeah so she wasn't able to get any closer no. but she did come out with the with the victory i guess that's that's really the important thing here yeah um so you had that card that was really the only card this weekend Rick, yeah, the there, part, right yeah there was not
1: much going on you know just um that card you know five fights and uh you know we'll get into it
0: yeah, 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 but um, so here's what's going on today. But we still got a lot of boxing news going on, right? We got, again, we got the fights that are materializing. I know you got a little update on Mikey Garcia mm-hmm. on a fight that was going to be, now it's not. Yep. Um, Pacquiao and Ugas, right? We're not done talking about that. I don't think Rick. I got hit up. The fans just like we really didn't finish talking about what are where does Ugas go from mm-hmm. here, and is he a real viable? player at the 147-pound division, right? Yeah. I mean, we talked about it. I said I'm not completely impressed with him, but let's just at least in respect to him because he didn't win the fight. Yeah. And some people even think that he beat Porter. I don't think he did. It was a close Mm -hmm. fight. I think that he's just very – he's got a very simple game plan. Uh We'll talk about it. Like, does he have a future? Is he one of the great? Is he one of the top uh, 147-pounders? Yeah. He is by the fact that he has a strap. Right?
1: Well, uh, he is by the fact that he's healthy as well.
0: Yeah, that's another <laughs> thing. Yeah, that's another thing. So I mean, you know, you've got you've got that. I know you've got some news about that fight, right? Yeah. Possible rematch yeah. being thrown around there, which which makes sense and not surprising considering how that fight ended, mm-hmm. right? Here's another thing we're going to do, Rick. I say back by popular demand. It's just something we got away from because of everything going yeah. on our our welterweight tournament, Rick. Mm-hmm. We're the, we're the only ones.
1: No, yeah. A lot of people have been asking, you know, hey, when, when are we going to finish the tournament? And yep. um, I think we're going to break down um, the two uh, semifinal That's matches. exactly
0: right. Big semifinal matches. Yeah. So on the semifinal, right? Yeah. We have Virgil Ortiz and Sean Porter, mm-hmm. correct? Yes. And then the winner of that faces a rematch of sorts, right? Uh-huh. Mikey Garcia and Earl Spence Jr., Yeah. right? And just to get everybody caught up to speed on that, right? Well, I'll tell you what. We'll cover that later on how they Mm -hmm. got there. But that is our eight-fighter, legitimate welterweight tournament. We're going to tell you how it turns out. Well, we'll tell you how the semifinals turn out. And then next week, we're going to tell you how our mock welterweight tournament actually ends up and who Mm -hmm. ends up on top. Already been some... uh, Some um, Some upsets. Some upsets, for sure. Ortiz over Crawford. Yeah.
1: And then, you know, Garcia over Pacquiao.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't know if that's an upset. Well, see,
1: we had it three and six. Yeah, you know, just, and,
0: yeah, and see, that's the thing, right? No, you're right. You're yeah. right in that sense. How we seeded them, it was an upset. But I think now that we saw what happened, you know, a week ago mm-hmm. um, with Ugas and Pacquiao, everyone, right, was kind of chomping at the bit, saying, "Damn, that could have been me." Yeah, right? I,
1: I think even Josh Taylor came out and said, yeah, "Yeah, he could have beaten Pacquiao that past weekend." Right, right. You know, so yeah, everybody is, you know. Missed out on that fight.
0: Which is unfair, right? Because yeah. you know, now now they're coming out and saying, Well, yeah, I could have beat him. Well, mm-hmm. but who knows, right? And and are they not giving enough credit to the Cuban Ugas? Yeah. Right? With the you Cuban know right. the Cuban with the Cuban right hand, indefensible yeah. when executed to perfection, mm-hmm. right? That kind of roundhouse right. So again, that's why I wanna we gotta talk about Ugas, just to talk about where does what you know, where, where is he at in the whole landscape yeah. of the welterweight division and fairness to him, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. It is round fourteen, Rick. And again, this is deep waters. Yeah. The real deep waters, right? The real championship rounds. We always talk about a fight that resonates for us. Um, that ended in each round. And round fourteen, Rick, we're going with Alexis Arguello Shocker, my favorite fighter. Um, but you have to go to school with this. Yeah. Right? It's not like we could pick a fight back. Remember, they went to fifteen rounds in nineteen eighty-two. Uh, and then the WA, WBA, all sanctioning bodies, went to 15 rounds in mm-hmm. 1987 after, after Boom Boom Mancini, mm-hmm. um, who is the fighter here that we're going to mention in round 14. Alexis Arguello takes out Ray Boom Boom Mancini, Rick, in round 14.
1: Yeah, no, uh, great fight. Uh, you know, Mancini was uh, undefeated going into this fight. That's right. And it was you know, his first loss.
0: Yeah, and see, you know, we talk about, and this was uh, 1981, just mm-hmm. a level set for people. October third, you talk about, you know, Sugar Ray Leonard being kind of the media darling, yeah. or Jerry Cooney, the Great White Hope, the propaganda machine for um, a Ray Boom Boom Mancini. It was out of the off the roof, Rick. <laughs> I mean, it was ridiculous, right? Yeah. Here's your kind of your comment, you know. A uh, white dude from Youngstown, Ohio, the Midwest, hardworking. His dad was a fighter. His dad's boxing career got cut short. And here was the guy that was going to do it, yeah. right? And, and of course, he's going up against the great Alexis Ar- Arguello at 135, which was not Alexis Arguello's best weight. Mm-hmm. It's probably more 130, um, depending on who you ask. But that's why it was such a big fight.
1: Yeah, you know, in in huge um, height discrepancy as well. You know, Arguello was listed at five ten. Oh yeah. Mancini at five four and a half.
0: Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and it was, and and again, right up to that point, and our uh, Ar- uh, Mancini was he was a brawler. Mm-hmm. I've talked about right. I mean, I can talk about Arguello ad nauseum. If you really want to learn more about Arguello, read the book by the great Christian Judah J, who was on the podcast last year, but. Arguello trained for 15 rounds, Rick. Yeah, that's the whole thing. He would even give away early rounds, mm-hmm. knowing that because of his conditioning and the sustainability, he would eventually knock a guy out. Yeah, and that's what happened. If you talk to Ray Boom Boom Mancini, he said, "Yeah, he was because there was some rounds, by the way, that he was winning, but just through sheer volume, right? It wasn't something that Arguello was going to be able to put up with, and then he finally got knocked out."
1: Yeah, and uh, you know, another yeah. thing is. um Ray Boom Boom Mancini was at the uh, fights this past weekend. Oh you no! they 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 show uh, you know past fighters, uh, you know current fighters, and and that was one of the guys in in the crowd.
0: Interesting. Well, he was um, and he's been on some broadcasts, by uh-huh. the way. Right? Yeah. Wh- Who has he been on? Is it not not the Showtime? Uh, but we've seen him, right? Yeah, he's, we he's really been have. on He's been on broadcast, and he's not bad. Yeah, he doesn't. He really. He doesn't do. He doesn't do that bad a job. Um, he he did end up uh, winning, right? He finally did win um his his, his championship. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah. If we're probably, not
1: counting the NABF, you know, but he won. He did win the uh, WBA lightweight title
0: against Arturo Frias. Yeah, yeah, against Arturo Frias. And then a couple of years later, uh, 1982. Actually, I said 1987. 1982. That's when he beat Duck Koo Kim. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, Duck Koo King ended up passing away after that. Yeah. And then that's when everybody, I said 87, 82, that's when everybody went to the full 15 rounds. Yeah. Other than...
1: Another 14-round knockout, by the way.
0: Yes, that yeah. was another 14. I didn't want to mention that yeah. one simply because of, obviously, you know, the, the, um, the end result of that one uh-huh. um, was, was a little bit unfortunate. But I'll tell you, at the time, and this was, there was no pay-per-view there, if memory serves, Rick, the Arguello-Mancini fight, it was on CBS. If Definitely. I'm not mistaken, I'll have I'll have to look at it, but I think it was on CBS mm-hmm. because I remember Pat Ryan. I think you remember Pat Ryan, but he's an old school boxing guy. Yeah. He 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 was the one who was doing that fight, uh Gil Clancy, right? Those guys you, used to do those, you know, the Dr. Freddy Pacheco, mm-hmm. all those guys. So, yeah, it was a big fight, you know, after the fight, right after the fight, Argoyo goes over, ringside hugs Mancini's dad, you know? Yeah. Tells him I love you, sorry about what happened. Hence why I like Arguello, right? They're just a consummate, yeah, consummate gentleman. Um, which, which, um, anyways, that was the fight, Rick, round fourteen. Yeah, forgot to great mention. Fight. Forgot to mention also that one of your favorite fighters, the great Julio Cesar Chavez, uh-huh. the Ring Magazine honored him um, in their previous uh, month's issue. Mm-hmm. Although the Ring, the Ring is really funny, right? Like it'll be August and you'll get October's issue. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't ask me
0: how, don't ask me how they do that, but they're so way behind on the dang time, but um but big article, um not article, the entire magazine is dedicated to Julio Cesar Chavez. Uh-huh. So if you're a Julio Cesar Chavez fan, highly recommend that you pick that up. To pick it up, yeah. Yeah, because they go in through, into every single fight, of course the Maldrick Taylor fight, um the and then they interview, you know, they get, you know, uh, inserts of the fighters that fought, you know, that that fought him as opponents. Mm-hmm. Greg Hagen, of course, right? Infamous. I posted on Instagram last week a seat cushion that was given from Estadio Azteca yeah. Right. that my mom got me from Mexico. In that um, interview, Rick, you know what he said? He said that he took Chavez a little lightly. Yeah, of course. <laughs> right now. How <Yeah. laughs> right he could take him lightly. He said that he was going through a real bad divorce and that his diet was vodka and cocaine. Oh, wow. Yeah, and that if he... Outside, right? If he wasn't going through all that, he probably would have given him a better fight if not Mm beaten him.
1: Of course, yeah. Looking back, yeah.
0: (laughs) So remember, he had made a lot of comments, right? There was a lot Mm -hmm. of, he's the one that made the comment about the, you know, the Tijuana taxi taxi drivers. And then remember, when they asked him about, and there hasn't, by the way, there hasn't been a fight of that magnitude or any fight at Estadio Azteca in Mexico City since then, Rick. No, right?
1: yeah, huge, you know, over 100,000 people there. Right, it was like know, 120 something some yeah.
0: thousand. And remember like so he he afterwards, right, said, "Hey, there was a lot of comments that were attributed to me that I didn't say," right? Is what Greg Hoggins. But there was two in particular that he did own. One of them was that one about yeah. the taxi cab driver, and then the other one when they said, "You know, how is he going to be fighting in front of 120,000 fans?" And he said, I don't think 120,000 Mexicans can even afford going to the fight. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he said, yeah. man. That's oh, what man. that's what he said. And
1: and you could get away with that back in the 80s, you know. Yeah. Nowadays, oh no. Can you, you imagine? Yeah. Oh, can man.
0: you imagine? Played the heel uh-huh. role to the to to the utmost. Yeah. Speaking of, I haven't even watched heels from Sunday Night.
1: Uh, I watched it. I, watched I just, it. I yeah.
0: just thought about that right now. A,
1: uh, you know, a CM Punk uh, appearance. Oh, did he really in in,
0: in, in that episode? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. All right, Rick. So coming up next, we're going to talk about the fight card that happened this weekend. I know you're really excited about mm-hmm. that. We got some boxing news, of course. We got we got a pretty decent card coming up next week. We got the rematch.
1: Yeah. No, no, no. The nice uh to zone card from uh, from England.
0: It's a real good yeah. card. I think is it this week or next week, Rick, where we got like it's loaded. Xander Zayas is on the uh
1: I, th- I think that's uh next um, I believe it's next Friday. It's that the fall- ESPN card, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, that, that I mean that card is loaded, yeah. man. Yeah, that's the one uh September tenth mm-hmm. with Oscar Valdez. We'll talk about that as well. Pacific goes boxing, we'll be right back. Right, Pacific goes Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz back with Rick Prado. Rick, we did have one major card last week, uh-huh. headlined, of course, by Jake Paul and Tyrone Woodley and which, other fights in between.
1: Yeah, which was on a Sunday, uh, That's strangely. Right. You That's know, right. It, uh, we were looking for them on Saturday, and yeah. you know, sure enough, they're on Sunday.
0: Hey, look around, though, Rick. I mean, yeah. you look around at some of the fights. I mean, uh, Tyson Holyfield, that was on a Friday. Uh-huh. Look at what day uh, Hagler and Hearns. That mm-hmm. was on a Monday. Monday? Yeah. Monday, April 15th. Yeah. So fights used to change. And a couple of years ago, by the way, um, none other than Oscar De La Hoya said, hey, he was going to start changing um, the big fights to Sundays. Yeah. He said Sundays are the day. I mean, Super Bowl Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. Tough sell, though, because Super Bowl Sunday, that's because the season is played on a Sunday. Yeah. So that's not a big stretch, right? Boxing nowadays... I, I guess we'll see the numbers and how it would have been different. And there was no other event on Saturday, right?
1: No, I, I think what it was is the uh, kind of the first weekend of college football.
0: That's see that. Uh, okay, so that's probably what you it know, was. They
1: call it the zero weekend, but mm-hmm. you know, the, yeah. the zero week, not the first week. But yeah, you know, there were enough games to where maybe people were watching college football instead of uh, they wanted to avoid, you know, yeah. booking it on the same day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, you, you were talking about the buys, yeah. You know, I'm kind of curious because, um, you know, I was reading that um, the Manny Pacquiao, yeah, pay per view from the week before, yeah, did 250,000 buys, no kidding, which um, was more than the Jesse Vargas one, but it's his yeah. lowest number, yeah, since 2016. Yeah,
0: that's gonna say that doesn't sound like very much, no.
1: And does this one beat it,
0: yeah? You know, right th-
1: there could be a good chance that it does.
0: Oh, it probably does, yeah, it probably does. And you know either. what's tough nowadays, though, Rick, about the buys mm-hmm. is that it doesn't take into account how many people are actually watching it by, let's just say, other methods. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. You know that's not on the up and up. Mm-hmm. That you can't measure. But anyways, foundationally, with data analytics, yeah. all you could do is measure the actual buy. So. Yeah.
1: So um, well, in the main event, we had uh, Jake Paul, who got who got a split decision over yeah. uh, Tyron Woodley. Yeah. And I think Nate Diaz said it best. Yeah. Um. He posted on his Instagram. Yeah, these guys both suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. And it just—I um, I think the best thing of the fight was uh, Jake Paul's trunks. Yeah, I don't know if you saw, but he had like LED lights on his on his trunks. Yeah, so that his name was like scrolling across <laughs> no the front kidding. of his trunks. Never seen it before. You don't know what, don't know why people awesome. have, have never, yeah, done it before. That's awesome. Um, but uh, you could tell this fight. Neither one of these two guys are boxers. Yeah. If they were in with a legit boxer, yeah. both of them would have been knocked out. Yeah. Woodley actually landed the best punch of the fight, probably would have knocked down Jake Paul. The yeah. ropes held him up. Yeah. you know, So it was kind of one of those, um, the ropes aren't supposed to be able to hold you up if yeah. you fall into them. You know, it could be scored a knockdown, and uh, the ref uh, didn't score a knockdown. But um, I do think Jake Paul won enough of the rounds, Ty- Tyrone Woodley. You know, just wasn't busy enough. They didn't throw enough punches between yeah. the two of them, and Woodley threw half the punches.
0: Uh, yeah, see, the, these kind of fights, right, to Nate Diaz's point, right, mm-hmm. again, right, it's a big deal because, and I give all the credit in the world to him, I'll say it again, yeah. right? He has learned how to monetize um, his name yeah. and, and his his character and his being, mm-hmm. right? And he's in tremendous physical condition, and he's getting into a sport where he can legitimately get hurt. So I don't take any of that away from yeah. him, ever. I want to make that clear to everybody listening, because folks will even hit me up. And it's like, no, I, I respect what he's doing, but but he's not an actual boxer. No, um, This guy, and this is why I don't really give it a lot of attention, but we almost have to because they were in a boxing match, yeah. and we have a boxing podcast. Um, if, this, if these guys were not known, they would be on the undercard, right? Mm-hmm. So one time, you know, I, uh, when I went to Ontario, I think you missed that fight. Yeah. Anyways, fifteen fights, right? And let's just say the main event is fight number, you know, fifteen. Mm-hmm. They'd probably be fight number two.
1: Yeah. No, no, and that would be a good uh, description right? of. Yeah. Just. The boxing abilities of both of these these guys, um, mm-hmm. Woodley, I think, would have given up a bit a better fight. Yeah. He's just too small, right. too short for right. for Jake Paul. He had to right. move up and wait.
0: Right. Right. That's what I'm saying, you know, and and so, but I get it. Uh, he again, he's established himself right. as a character. People want to see him lose. So, on to the next one. Yeah, there's no way you fight and give me any top ten, give me yeah. any top fifteen in the cruiserweight division in the light heavyweight division, they would annihilate him. Yeah, he'd be he would be out. But he's smart. He's not going to do that. He's looking now at Fury's younger brother. Uh-huh. Well, Fury's younger brother. He's what all of four fights. Uh, D- yeah, six and,
1: or seven, but against uh, just.
0: Right, M- more more known yeah. for you know being one of the semi finalists in the UK's version of the Bachelorette,
1: uh-huh.
0: right? Only had ten amateur fights. Of course, he's calling him out, right? Yeah. He can make the type of money that would take him another twenty fights before he fights for a championship.
1: And Tommy Fury, you know, you're thinking, okay, this is the half brother of yeah. uh, Tyson Fury. You're expecting, you know, this big sloppy boxer. Yeah, no, this guy's built like uh, yeah. Ivan Drago's son. Yeah, you know, good-looking yeah. kid, right? You know, right. um Just shredded, you know. Yeah. Um, doesn't have a boxer's body, more of a like more of a wrestler's body, but um, you know, yeah. he's in great shape. But another his fight against Anthony Taylor, who's an MMA fighter. Yeah. Not a good fight either.
0: Right? Why is he fighting yeah. an, M- an MMA guy? Yeah. Why is he not fighting a real boxer? Yeah. All right, because he's not a real boxer. No. That's why, Rick, you know, because these guys are just, and again, I get it, right? They're just trying to capitalize on their name, on their popularity. Mm-hmm. He's on a bachelorette show, right? Yeah. And so, hey, I, and again, I give them all the credit in the world. They're still in there in mm-hmm. the squared circle, throwing leather, opportunity of getting injured. They're in good shape. I get it. But don't confuse them with real fighters, man. Yeah. No. They're not.
1: No, there, there, there were three real fights on this card. You know, we talked about, you know, the Jake Paul and the Tommy yeah. Fury fights. And those, you can tell these are amateurs. You know, they weren't in right. shape to box, you know, three-minute yeah. rounds. You know, it just... Uh, yeah. Yeah, you can obviously Spathetic. tell. Pathetic. Um, the Amanda Serrano fight, you know, yeah. it's a good fight. Um, she fought Yamileth yeah, uh, Mercado. Yeah. And um, her... her it was unanimous decision victory. You know, Mercado's really tough. Probably the best thing about this fight was before the 10th uh, round. Yeah. Uh Serrano's um brother-in-law, yeah, you know, turns to the other corner and yeah. says, you know, for them to start fighting like real Mexicans <laughs> and to start fight- fighting with balls. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> in the in, in the worst case of sportsmanship I think I've ever seen. Um oh, God. You know, and yeah. then after the fight He was still running with balls. Yeah, he's still running with his mouth to the other corner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um so after this one, Serrano, her plan is to unify. Yeah. Then she wants to become unified champion at one twenty six. Yeah. And then fight Katie Taylor, who's already the unified champion at one thirty five.
0: Yeah, and Katie Taylor's fighting, I think, this weekend or the or the next, right? This weekend. That's the fight we want to see, uh-huh. man. That's the fight that's been now two, three years in the making. Yeah. I hope it doesn't happen when one of them is out of their prime. Mm-hmm. Um, your your lack of the week, no surprise, she was going to win. Yeah, um, yeah, that's absolutely hilarious and disrespectful and everything at the same time, man. Yeah, you know, yeah, uh, it was it was break. bad.
1: Yeah, it it, it was uh, not 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 the greatest sportsmanship. Um yeah, you think. Yeah. Uh, and probably what was the best fight of the of, of the night was uh, Montana Love. Yeah. Fi- uh, knockout victory over uh, Ivan Branchik. Yeah. Which who Branchik hasn't fought since, um, you know, everybody called that the fight of the year. We didn't yeah. call it the fight of the year. Yeah. But others called it the fight of the year. Yeah. When he was knocked out by uh, Zapeda, Yeah. You know, unfortunately, Branchik, you know, uppercut. And he was knocked out again. Yeah. You know, just kind of a sad moment as yeah. his wife was in there. Yeah. You know, hugging him after the fight. And Yeah. You know, he just looked like a defeated fighter that that was probably the last we're going to see of
0: him. And it probably should be. Yeah. And, that, and by the way, that just, you know, substantiates the reason as mm-hmm. to why we didn't pick it as fight of the year, Rick. Yeah. Just because two guys are standing there in the middle of mm-hmm. the ring, right, going toe-to-toe, foam booth with no defense. That's not the sweet science. No. That's not the sweet science at all. Right. No guard, no defense, yeah. just wailing. You know what that's called? That's called a street fight. Yeah. Give me a break. Yeah. no. I, I, but at the same time, I respect and have nothing mm-hmm. but, you know, um, admiration for somebody with that kind of sustainability. But yeah, that's why he wasn't the fight of the year for us.
1: Yeah. No. Um, Daniel Dubois, uh, he knocked out uh, Joe Cusimano. Yeah, You know, hard-hitting Joe Cusimano. Yeah, yeah. But unfortunately, you know, it wasn't... Uh, completely be... overmatched, Rick. Yeah. That
0: was a completely overmatch. Handpicked. They was handpicked, yeah. right? That was completely a, a ridiculous. That's just a setup, right? Uh-huh. Daniel Dubois, of course, loses to the veteran Joe Joyce. So yeah. they're trying to set him up and kind of put him back on path for a major fight. That's fine. Yeah. There, Rick, there is a good opponent for an Andy Ruiz. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we,
1: you know... Excellent fight, you know. I don't yeah. know if it'll happen, just because. Uh, actually, you know, it probably could happen because both are with uh, Showtime. Yeah. So yeah, why not? Why not put that fight together? Um, under another interesting thing about this card, yeah, uh, they they brought in two guys to um, kind of break down the odds, yeah, you know, and get every single uh, fight wrong. They would pick um, <laughs> odds on certain <laughs> ones. On yeah. this one, they picked the over yeah one and a half rounds and yeah. they came in under okay, and so you know as the accumulated as the <laughs> night went on you know they kept uh getting more and more um picks wrong
0: yeah, that's interesting <laughs> yeah, so, yeah I, I
1: can't believe they were giving him their own segment yeah and um yeah. you know they they even had an analogy they said um i forget who the who the basketball player was, yeah. but he said i would rather be 0 for 31 shooting, yeah. Yeah. Then 0 for nine, yeah. Because if I will only go 0 for nine, yeah. that means I gave up,
0: yeah. <laughs> I don't know who I don't know who said that, yeah. And I, I, and I don't think that's <laughs> synonymous with giving up, yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe that's just realizing that you're not very good at what you're doing, yeah. Right? And you need to go back to the drawing board. Um, yeah, that's pretty interesting. That was a, that was a Showtime pay per view, Showtime right? pay per view. Yeah, because that's what Jake Paul has. That so I yeah. you know I, like I said. Who knows? Next fight, right? Mm-hmm. It's gonna be as sensationalized. as all this other crap, and not until. But he's not gonna fight a real fighter, and he's smart for not doing that.
1: Yeah. No. He, he, he he'll, you know, like Mickey said. Yeah. They was handpicked.
0: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, man. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, Rick, and then we're gonna get back and talk about the news, and then the upcoming fights, and then we'll get into our welterweight tournament. Okay. Pacifico's boxing. We'll be right back. So if it goes boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Mickey, they was handpicked. I mean, yeah. Jake Paul is <laughs> taking that to the extreme. Yeah. Right? They're all going to be very carefully handpicked, as they should be. Yeah. You know, yeah. wasn't there also talk about uh, the older uh, Diaz, Nick Diaz, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't there talk about that, too?
1: Yeah, it just, it, it, it's crazy. You know, I think uh, Woodley was was a good pick because... Yeah. He's a lot smaller, right? He's he's a lot older. He's thirty nine, yeah, right? Compared to like uh, I think Jake Paul's like twenty three. Yeah, but he's got a name, yeah. right? Yeah. And then they got uh, Woodley on, on on like a four fight uh, loss streak. So yeah, yeah, it um is it was perfect.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Time will tell. We'll see. We'll see when the next matchup is. Yeah, but we got some fights coming up this weekend, right?
1: Yeah. So from Leeds, England, it'll be on the zone. Yeah. Um, you got match match room boxing. Uh Josh Warrington versus Mauricio Lara, too. Yeah, Really looking forward to this one. This one was the war of the last time and uh you know I think it'll be even better this time.
0: Well, you know, when he beat when he beat the jackal, remember, mm-hmm. right? Warrington beat the jackal. Um and I thought I still think like Warrington is my guy. Yeah. Right. I love Josh Warrington. Love the way he fights, all action in your face, but had a had a big layoff, right? The yeah. fight with Zukan, um didn't materialize. So then he took this as a stay busy fight. What a mistake. Yeah. Right? Stayed busy getting pummeled, Rick. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's yeah. what happened. He should have been out in, like, I think the fourth round. They ended up finally mercifully, mercifully stopping it in round number nine. Mm-hmm. Right? But yeah, didn't turn out at all. Fortunately, not like Danny Roman's management team, they at least had a rematch clause, Rick. Yeah, and it's amazing how clause, that works. Yeah, amazing how that works. Of course they've invoked it. So here they're fighting again. Um Warrington by the way slightly favored going into this fight, mm-hmm.
1: right? Yeah, you know, I can, I could can see that. Um I'm going to probably stay away from this fight. Yeah, You know, for when it comes to the lock of the week, <laughs> you know, I'm going to I'm going to probably pick a a little bit safer of a fight. Yeah. Um but um yeah, I do probably like Warrington in this fight to get his title back.
0: Oh, I do, too. Yeah. I do, too, without a doubt. I mean, you take a look at at some of the fighters. This is starting. Starting in 2018, okay? Mm-hmm. Beats a very credible Lee Selby. Yeah. Uh, then he beats Carl Frampton, the jackal, mm-hmm. right? This is the one I was talking about. At the time, Rick, Carl Frampton had only one loss, and that was the uh, the rematch to Leo Santa Cruz, right? So, yeah. you know, Carl Frampton, of course, just retired, losing to uh, uh, Herring, right? Yeah. The uh, the marine way too tall way too big Carl Frampton should have moved up that much beats Kid Galahad who just won a championship mm-hmm. right beats Seal Fan talk out and then of course goes yeah, about a year and a half he goes from the the end of 2019 October all the way to 2021 because of COVID and he gets absolutely again just throttled by Mauricio Lara yeah I'm gonna say Rick that it was anomaly mm-hmm. okay. In the data world, this is what we call an outlier and you stricken it from the record. I think Josh Warrington comes back and knocks out Mauricio Lara, Rick. Right?
1: Yeah, no, no, I, I definitely see that uh th- that possibly happening happening. If not, it'll be a lopsided de- decision. Um, but um yeah, I see um Warrington picking up his uh Yeah, this this is title. this
0: is a classic, right? Undertrain. Yeah. I don't wanna say it was a um Bel- Overlooking. yeah i don't want to say it was a balboa and um mm-hmm. what's his name and uh um oh gosh creed yeah no not yeah. creed balboa and uh rocky III. Oh, clubber Lang. yeah that yeah, this is not a balboa clubber Lang, right where he was just kind of on easy street mm-hmm. and he just had other things going on right yeah no this was just a legitimate reason it was COVID, and there was nobody to fight yeah here was the difference if you remember if you recall. Mauricio Lara stayed busy, Rick. Mauricio yeah. Lara fought four times in 2020, right? Yeah. Regardless of who the opposition was, Lara stayed busy and that that's important. Same thing happened to Conor McGregor, yeah. right? Doesn't matter how great you were. These are the guys who are sustaining the action and continuing to fight.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't it's hard to just take a year and a half off and be just as good as you
0: were. Not going to happen, yeah. right? There's an old saying for a boxer. Uh, a fighter's either getting better or they're getting worse. Yeah. There's nothing in between, Rick.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so also in this card, uh, we've got uh, Katie Taylor versus Jennifer Hahn for the undisputed lightweight title.
0: Yeah. That now again, right, like we just talked about, right, that's a good fight simply because it sets up the fight that we've all been waiting mm-hmm. for like three years. It's reminding me of Mayweather and Pacquiao, Rick. Yeah, you know, you
1: know, it's you know, one of those fights where it's, you kind of see it on the horizon but you're hoping it's closer to a year away than two or three years away.
0: And the thing is, right? I mean, we again, we've said this ad nauseum on this podcast, Rick, boxing has an identity issue, mm-hmm. right? Rightfully so, for the best not fighting the best. Yeah. If you want to if you want to put it simple, right, when we talk to boxing fans, that's usually what we hear, right? Yeah. So why don't the best fight the best? Who's the champion right now? I love that question. Who's the champion? The champion in what? Well, you know the champion. Well, you know, we have what? We have 53 champions. But um, that for women's boxing, it's even worse. Yeah. Right? And if they want to put themselves on the map, they make that fight, they make that would be a hit. I mean, that's got to be the main event of any card. And you market and advertise the hell out of that, man. Mm
1: -hmm. No, yeah. Um, That's the fight everybody wants to see. I think... Katie Taylor's pretty safe in this fight. Yeah. I feel like it's, um, this is going to be the lock of the week. I've got, uh, Kate, Katie Taylor, um, uh, by, uh, uh, we'll say by knockout. You yeah. Know, this, this girl, um, yeah. She's, uh, 18 and three. Yeah. And she's only won one of her fights by knockout. Yeah. So not much punching power. Uh, I, th- I think, um, Katie Taylor's going to break her down.
0: Yeah. And the fact that you have to lay, um, Three thousand five hundred dollars to win one hundred dollars. Yeah, on Katie Taylor, Rick. Okay, she's at a minus thirty five hundred. Uh-huh. Some people have her as low as minus five thousand. You're yeah. talking like a ninety eight percent chance. Now, don't forget, they had the same thing for Josh Warrington the uh-huh. first time he fought Mauricio Lara. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But,
1: but Katie Taylor's been busy. I feel like I've seen Katie Taylor fight uh, yeah. every two three months.
0: I agree with you, Rick. Yeah. I agree with you. I think she comes out with the victory. Hopefully, she knocks her out and makes a statement, and that just pushes the fight Mm -hmm. with Amanda Serrano even closer.
1: Yeah. Um, I also like this fight uh, Connor Ben, Adrian Granados. Uh, Adrian Granados, kind of like the the gatekeeper of that division. Yeah. Where, you know, um, you have to beat this guy to get into the uh, upper level. That's right. And, um, you know, I would have made this the uh, lock of the week, but um, from what I've seen is. Some fighters come back from COVID, yeah, better than others. Yeah, some it, it seems to bother him a lot. So I kind of avoided the uh, Conor Ben pick because uh, you know he had COVID about a month ago, and I don't know how it's going to affect him. I still think he wins this fight. Yeah, what you know, by knockout? What,
0: where is he in the weight division? Because they don't have him in the top fifteen. What what, what weight division is this at, Rick?
1: Um, I believe it's one forty-seven.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so he's he's the, he's only ranked number thirteen by the IBF. By mm-hmm. the way. Other than that, um, no, no. 11th number, on uh, yeah, number nine WBC. Yeah, number 9 in the WBA, yeah, 11 in the WBC. So you're right. He's fighting a proverbial gatekeeper. This is a big fight for him. Mm-hmm. And so he not only needs to win, but he needs to win in impressive fashion to put him kind of put himself on the map, Rick. Yeah. Okay. Um, the son of the great Nigel, where have you been? Mm-hmm. English guy, by the way, Rick. Yeah. Your favorite fighters.
1: Yeah, you know, you get a, you know, you don't know how COVID is going to affect the chin. Couldn't yeah, even make it stronger. Yeah, than than the usual um, English chin.
0: Yes, I. Um, the funny thing is, right, is I I know. Um, I remember his dad uh-huh. more certainly more than I remember. Um, uh, than I remember his son. Mm-hmm. You know, his dad, by the way, was called the Dark Destroyer, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the Dark yeah. Destroyer. He fought a lot, lot of, lot of the, lot of the top guys. Mm-hmm. Uh. Coming up through the ranks, Rick. How back. many times was he knocked out? Um, four times. Four times. Okay. Yeah, he was knocked out four times. Yeah, the Dark Destroyer fought at uh, super middleweight. Um, but yeah, he he made his round back in the days back in, back in the eighties. You know mm-hmm. he uh, he beat uh, he beat Iran Barkley for the WBO. He was he was a world champion, by the way. Yeah, So he was no joke. I like watching him. Like I said, and they that's what they used to say, Nigel. Where have you been? Um. Yeah, he beat um Iran Barkley in nineteen ninety, knocked him out. Yeah. You know, lost to Chris Eubank, beat Robbie Sam. So yeah, he was he was a good fighter, man. Mm -hmm. He was a good fighter, not till later in his career, right, when they start hanging on too long. But the bloodlines are there. I would love to see the younger Ben do really well in boxing, right?
1: Yeah. No, and I think he's he's a little bit of a character too. Yeah. Uh, He comes on the. on the shows on uh, DeZone. Yeah. You know, always screaming and yelling about who he wants to fight, yeah. who's ducking him. And, uh, yeah. you know, so a great character. Um,
0: so it's going to be a good card, Rick. Uh, at the end of the day, it's going to be a good card. We got some good fights. Um, Where's Where are we going to watch that, by the way, as far as the network, the Josh Warrington, Lara?
1: That's on zone.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's not bad. We got yeah. access to the zone. Going to be a good fight. Three cards, three legitimate cards with actual boxers, Rick. Yeah. No, no, no other shenanigans taking place. All right, we'll be right back. A lot of boxing news taking place. Pacifico's boxing. Pacifico's boxing. Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. Rick, we still got some stuff going on in the world of boxing. Yeah, as always, what's going on?
1: So we've got uh, we got word today that um, there was going to be a planned. Uh, Mikey Garcia fight on the zone. It was going to be September eighteenth, and it was going to be at uh, Bank of California Stadium here in yeah. uh, here in Los Angeles. Yeah, um, it's canceled. No really word of what it was, but usually it's it's financial reasons probably yeah. that they couldn't get yeah. enough money to have him do the fight. And, you know, having that fight on September 18th, less than a month's notice. That's what I was going to say. Know, it's it's kind of tough. Yeah. Um,
0: how, how much, uh, you know, uh, PR can you do yeah, for the, that in four weeks, man?
1: And the other part was he was going to fight Sandor Martin from Spain. Yeah. Um, very tough to find information on Sandor Martin.
0: Yeah, go figure. I mean, here's the thing, right? Mikey Garcia needs to fight. I don't uh-huh. care who he's going to fight, Rick. He needs to stay active. Yeah. Needs to be a, st- a stay-busy fight. Otherwise, you know, we talked about the aforementioned Josh Warrington, right, mm-hmm. who took that, quote-unquote, stay-busy fight and got knocked out in the ninth round. There is no substitute for a real fight, Rick. Sparring doesn't do it. Yeah.
1: No, yeah. And uh, he's got to
0: get in the ring, man.
1: Yeah, L- love to see it. You know, it's, it, it's been too long.
0: No spring chicken either, and I yeah. love Mikey. He was here in studio last year, mm-hmm. so I mean, we want to see him, but he's got to stay active. Yeah, and so yeah. I don't. I don't care who he's fighting. Right, we would have went. That's a he's a main eventer. Mm-hmm. Right, I st- I still think right top fifteen at least pound for pound. Mm-hmm. He lost one fight to Spence. Right, he dared to be yeah. great. Um, but he's got to fight, man. He's, he's he, got to fight. He, he's got to be relevant. He's got to be in the mix. I think I still think he's got two at least two to three really good fights left in them.
1: Yeah. No, no, and and a lot of money to be made. not more, but, you know. Yeah, you know, this uh, COVID, you know, really put a hamper on uh, a lot of boxing careers, and, you know, I hate for it to be wasted.
0: Yeah, the the thing is with him, by the way, he's... uh You know, like we talked to him, right? We got to know him. He was here in person. Big time entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. right? Boxing is just something that he does. Yeah. That he just happens to be good at, very exceptional at, right? Mm -hmm. World-class level. But this guy is in the real estate. He's in Mm -hmm. the different, you know, he's a venture capitalist. And that's a big thing. Very admirable.
1: Yeah. You know, he's not bored. He's he's, he's doing stuff. No. No, that's
0: exactly right. So the guy... Um, he's modeling the behavior, right, uh-huh. about going for it, right? You live once, set a dream, and be bold about achieving it. That's what the guy does. Yeah. But, okay, all that being said, Mikey, you are a fighter, right? And we're fight fans, and we want to see you in the ring because mm-hmm. he still has a lot to offer, man. Yeah.
1: No, I, I want to see it. Javante um, Davis, uh, he's going to fight at 135. He's already given uh, the uh, 130 title away. Yeah. Um and he's going to fight in December. Uh Rolly Romero possibly uh his opponent. Yeah. And it'll be on Showtime pay-per-view.
0: Yeah, that'll be good. So the the WBA, right, Shocker, right? They're mm-hmm. saying they're going to start cleaning up and start minimizing the number of championships they have. Yeah. And I'm not saying this is a step toward it, but basically, right, he held championships, yeah, right? Yeah, three of them. Yes, yeah. at 130, 135, 135 and then um 140. and 140. Yeah. Right, so yeah, how are you going to hold all three of those and and do your mandatory defenses and whatnot? It's ridiculous. Yeah, no. so that's fine, right? He's um, he's a big guy, mm-hmm. right? As far as maybe not physically, right, but um, but. You know, that's in, why he's the tank, right? That's yeah. exactly right, right? But in stature and girth and what he brings to the table, 130 is tough for him. Not to mention, right, the 130 pound. Right, you got Oscar Valdez, you got mm-hmm. Jamal Herron, you got Shakur Stevenson. There's enough act. You got Chris Colbert, you got Miguel Burchell, obviously who lost to Oscar Valdez, yeah. but I think he's still relevant, right? Mm-hmm. I think somebody, I think he still needs to fight. Yep. So I like that because ultimately we want to see Davis. In the Teofimo Lopez, right, mm-hmm. Lomachenko, Ryan Garcia, we want to see him in those conversations.
1: Yeah, no, and and we want to see him soon, like like twenty twenty two. We want to see those fights.
0: That's exactly yeah. right. Rolly Romero, of course, ranked number one by the WBA, yeah. right? Not short for words in any <laughs> scenario. Yeah. So I think that would be an amazing fight. Yeah, we'll take it. Rank again, number one in the WBA. Yeah. So he should be fighting for the championship.
1: Yeah. No. Uh, good fight Yep uh, We got Jerron Enos uh, He's scheduled to fight uh, Thomas DeLorme um, The end of October And that'll be on Showtime
0: Yeah I mean um, One of my guys Rick This is one of my favorite guys Right Jeron Boots Enos mm-hmm. Right He unfortunately He lost early in our tournament Right Yeah He just had a He had a tough draw Right mm-hmm. He lost he the, the earl- one seed Yeah Yeah he got the one seed He lost to Earl Spence Jr mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that Right no. I love this guy in the real in the real boxing deal, um, I think he's the real deal, man. Yeah. I think he's one of the best 147 pounders. It's just a matter of is he going to get the opportunity, man?
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's he's going to get it, um, or you know these guys are going to end up, end up moving up. But at one point, he will be the welterweight champ.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the um, here in the studio, standing eight mm-hmm. count studios, of course. I'm looking at the April 2020 edition right, of the future of boxing is okay. the 2019 up-and-comer yearbook. Mm-hmm. And on the cover is Gervonta Tank Davis, Devin Haney, Diofino Lopez, Daniel Dubo. Okay. Who's yeah. no, no longer, right? <laughs> yeah, At no. the time, he was undefeated. Obviously, Joe Joyce changed that.
1: Yeah, well, uh, you know, he's got that English chin.
0: Right, well, right. The other guy's English too, though. Uh, Virgil Ortiz, <laughs> yeah. Jerron Enos, Ryan Garcia, Zoukhan is mm-hmm. another guy who's lost, Rick. Yeah. Chris Colbert and Shakur Stevenson. Okay. Those were the fighters that were on the cover of The Ring magazine. So of those, yeah, Dubose, gone. I don't want to say gone, but he's lost. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be one of the greats. Zoukhan, oh. done. Geron still there. Still there.
1: No, oh, yeah, looking forward to that fight. Yep. And, uh, you know, Delorme, you know, he's lost to Crawford. You know, he's yeah. lost to Ugas. So, you know, a good... Uh, litmus test for um yep. Enos. Yep. Uh many Pacquiaos considering a rematch for um versus uh Ugas in yeah. January. Yeah. You know, and I guess we you know we can discuss uh, where Ugas goes, you know, if uh, it could be this Pacquiao rematch. Um well, if, if Pacquiao really feels that the legs were really bothering him yeah. and that he can do better the next time, you know, maybe he fights him again.
0: Here's the thing, right? It's not it's not like, it's not like, you know, uh, Manny, Manny Pacquiao lost in convincing fashion, mm-hmm. right? He definitely lost, and we all agree to that, right? Yeah. I mean, everybody, whether you're, uh, you know, all the boxing pundits, fans, everybody said, yeah, he did lose. Mm-hmm. But that's why that's leaving that open. And by the way, from an Uga's perspective, of course, that's my next fight. Yeah. That's the most lucrative fight with mm-hmm. regards to money. I'm 5'9". I already beat him. I've got that you know, piston-like left jab that I get to put in his face from 10 feet away and then use my Cuban right, uh-huh. that's a no-brainer. Yeah. And remember, okay, both fighters took it on, on basically a couple weeks' notice, even though they were both training to mm-hmm. fight. So I can make an argument and say that Ugus is going to be even better prepared yeah. to beat a Manny Pacquiao.
1: Yeah, you know, I think he's, he's going to be confident and yeah. he's going to know what, um, what to look for.
0: And I think, again, right, we've said this before, Rick. I think it's a mistake, right? Mm-hmm. So if I'm Manny Pacquiao, why go in there, right? Mm-hmm. This guy just has, remember, you know, the, the the overused styles make fights, but unfortunately it's very accurate. Yeah. Styles make fights, Rick, and this is just a bad matchup. You've said it before. Holyfield is one of the fir- well, worst matchups for Tyson, yeah. right? Just a bad matchup, right? Yeah,
1: and the more they fight, you know, the more you're going to see – you know, Holyfield win that fight.
0: That's exactly right. Yeah. It just, the gap just widens. Yeah. Right. It, ne- it never narrows. And this is the same situation with Pacquiao and Ugas. I just don't see it. No. I just don't see it. Ugas is not going to mix it up and do a phone booth fight. He's going to continue to stick the job out no. and stick the job out. Pacquiao somehow going to try and get now, maybe, maybe. Okay. Let's just, let's just go to the Rick and say that Manny Pacquiao really did cramp up mm-hmm. legs in the second round. If he doesn't, is he able? To move and able, is he able to get inside and rough him up?
1: Yeah, may, maybe not. You know, I think if he is able to move, you know, that was the one thing that he wasn't moving to the side. He was just coming straight forward. He wasn't moving to the left, to the Did right. Did you see his face, Pacquiao, yeah. after the Oh, fight? no, he, he was beaten up. Yeah, he got beat um, up big time. Man. And so, you know, I think par- part of it is probably his pride saying, yeah, I want the rematch. Yeah, I want the rematch. But yeah. he could just find a way. Not to have that rematch
0: Because, again, right, we already talked about it. if that's Earl Spence or Crawford, mm-hmm. they probably knock him out. From yeah. an Ugas perspective, he's calling out Earl Spence, which makes sense, yeah. right? Now we can legitimately say that, you know, he's the WBA champion. Um, I'll tell you what, Rick. I'll tell you the fight that I want at the WBA mm-hmm. that I want Ugas to fight. You know who it is, Rick. Your guy, Virgil Ortiz Jr.
1: No, I, I would love to see that fight. You know, I, I don't think PBC does it. You know, I think... Um, but
0: he's supposed to be his next the yeah, next fight, right? Because you know, Ortiz is the gold champion, which yeah. essentially is the interim, which is you've got the next mm-hmm. shot at our champion. At,
1: I, I, I think that would be a great fight for Virgil, Virgil Ortiz. his power, you know, he, he kind of beat up a, a really old Manny Pacquiao. Um, but I think Virgil Ortiz, his youth, how hard he hits is going to give Ugas, you know, big problems.
0: That's the thing, yeah. right? But it'll be a very interesting fight because mm-hmm. Ugas is going to pump that jab out with Ortiz, yeah. he's going to land the right, and Ortiz is going to have to figure out how to get inside, but this is a younger gamer yeah. fighter than than Manny Pacquiao. So, I'll stop fantasizing, but that's the fight that should that Ugas should pursue next. Yeah. Otherwise, if Ugas fights Spence or Crawford, he loses.
1: Mhm. Um, also, uh, the Miguel Cotto Juan Manuel Marquez fight It's off. You know, I know yeah. we, we talked about it a couple times. This yeah, I was year. gonna say never even knew it was and, on, and uh, right. you know, but but now it's off. Yeah, you know, it looks Thank like it's n- never gonna happen.
0: Mercifully, it's over. Yeah, yeah. good.
1: Um, we're talking about uh, Connor Ben again. If he wins this fight, yeah, uh, supposedly he's gonna fight Adrian Broner yeah. in, in December,
0: which again, right? Yeah. It's another name. Right? He more than likely gets by Granados and then uh-huh. he beats Broner and then he's in the conversation.
1: Yeah. You know, Adrian right. Broner, you know, now is now is gatekeeper status.
0: Who, uh, who's Connor Ben with? Is he, is he with Matchroom? Yeah. Yeah. So and Matchroom has a very good relationship with uh, Oscar De La Hoya. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, man, Alexis Rocha, um, Rashidi Ellis. Rashidi Alice. Those yeah, are all the guys. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, they, they, those were a couple uh, great fights to have.
0: Guys are sitting right there, man.
1: Um Jamal Charlo in the news. Uh he was arrested. He allegedly stole from uh, a waitress during yeah. a dispute, you yeah. know, um little bit of information coming out. Supposedly he gave him the credit card. Yeah. Uh she lost the credit card, you know, it didn't work and you know, he kind of flew off the handle and yeah. you know, it, uh, it ended up with him being arrested. In his picture, he kind of looked like he had too much to drink.
0: Well, he turned himself in. Yeah. Didn't he? Mm-hmm. So, but he didn't turn himself in that night. He yeah. turned himself in after the fact, didn't he? Okay. Uh, I don't know exactly, but... Um, I thought he turned himself in. I yeah. thought it wasn't the night of. Either way, Rick, I don't know, man. It's hard to speculate on these situations mm-hmm. because we weren't there and we don't know what happened. Right? Yeah. And I may have been involved in situations like that, too, Rick, where stuff happens and, mm-hmm. and it's like, man, it's a good thing nothing got escalated.
1: Well, we were at the fight when they were charging you uh, yeah, tip money. That's right. That you that's had exact, no idea That's about.
0: exactly right. That's exactly right. We won't say where it was. But so here's the thing, right? Um, it's another one of those, you know, fighters are celebrities. Fighters are um, obviously they have a, a reputation and they're in the limelight and they've just got to be careful, man, when you're out in public.
1: Yeah. No, it's just it's just a
0: bad look. It's a bad look, and if it's true and that's what he did, then it's obviously unacceptable and it's it's pretty stupid, mm-hmm. right? But I'll I always only because we don't know what happened, I will save judgment as to when we when we know the facts of what actually happened, yeah, right? Because you know you don't know, you really don't know, and I mean that you mm-hmm. don't know what happened in that situation. So, either way, not nah, yeah, not good for him. No, not good.
1: And that's all I got for the boxing news.
0: Sounds good, Rick. We're going to come right back, finish off the semifinals uh-huh. of our welterweight tournament, Pacific goes Boxing. We'll be right back. Pacific goes Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. Rick, back. Forget about popular demand. We kind of got away from our huge Eight fight, to welterweight tournament, right? Yep. Um. Again, the original fighters. Rick, why don't you break down? You got the bracket right in front of you. How did this all start?
1: So we, uh, we had one seed uh, was Earl Spence Jr. Yeah. Versus uh, the eight seed Jerron Enos, mm-hmm. and we had uh, Earl Spence winning that one. Uh, we had uh, Manny Pacquiao the three seed uh, going against Mikey Garcia the six seed. And uh, we had Mikey beating Manny Pacquiao in that one. Yep. Uh, we had Terence Crawford versus Virgil Ortiz, and we had Virgil Ortiz winning that one. Yeah, uh, it was a two and seven matchup. Yeah, big big uh, upset on that one. Yeah. Yeah. The we had the four and five was uh, Sean Porter versus Keith Thurman, and we had Sean Porter winning that one,
0: which was one of the closest fights. Right? Yeah. I know we didn't necessarily agree on that one. Uh I still think, I still think, I still would like to go back to that one and think that Thurman, because Thurman beat him, by the way, when they actually fought, Rick. Yeah, but there's a long... So how Thurman lost in our virtual tournament. Yeah, Yeah.
1: a long time ago, and and, and he's been very inactive.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Now that I look back, I don't know how I let you convince me of that one, even when Thurman actually beat him in a real fight. But in our tournament, he loses. That's fine. What So... Be that, as it may, as I like to say, Rick. Sean Porter's the busier fighter. And that's fine. Yeah. And that's what won over. Yeah. That's fine. So sets up the semis, Rick. Mm-hmm. semifinals of the eight welterweight fighter tournament that we wish that we could have. It would be awesome. So we got Virgil Ortiz Jr. against Sean Porter, Sean Showtime Porter, Mikey Garcia against Earl Spence. Let's start with Mikey Garcia and Earl Spence, who actually fought, Rick, right? So uh-huh. we do have some tangible... Yeah. Evidence of what would happen if they did fight. However, that's why I was mentioning Porter and Thurman fought also. Uh-huh. Thurman beat him, but in our tournament, Porter came out on top. So Mikey Garcia and Earl Spence Junior, Rick. What would be different in this particular fight in our tournament, Rick?
1: I, I I think it might be a little bit closer, you know, but I but I still think Earl Spence wins um maybe seven rounds to five. Um, I think if Mikey would have been active yeah, and you've got Earl Spence coming off of the car crash, coming off of the big layoff because of the, uh, the eye, yeah. you know, but both guys have kind of been inactive. Yeah. So I, I don't see where, mm-hmm. you know, this is one of those fights where the more active of the two probably wins the fight.
0: And, yeah, which neither of them have been. No. I think that Mikey gets inside. I think he uh-huh. turns it into even though Mikey is he's Mikey by the way is your classic boxer puncher by the uh-huh. way. He's the closest to Alexis Arguello in my opinion. Yeah. He's just he's that good. He's that clean. I think in this particular fight by the way, Mikey needs to make it into that proverbial phone booth fight. Mm-hmm. I think he needs to get a little dirty. I think he needs to dirty in the sense that very smothering and turn it into an actual brawl. Yeah. Not a boxing match, Rick but can he do that can he do that for at least seven rounds to get a decision because he doesn't have the reach yeah. that's the thing right physically he's at a major disadvantage mm-hmm. rick
1: and uh, yeah i think i think the mismatch is yeah the definitely the uh the reach the height um you know earl spence is 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 probably a a middleweight that gets down to 147
0: yeah no i yeah. agree um all right rick who do we got Spence, Mikey like, Garcia. Who goes on yeah. to the coveted championship? Pacifico's boxing Walter weight tournament championship.
1: I, I think Earl Spence by, by close decision.
0: Rick, I'm going to tell you something. You're going to be surprised. Yeah, I got Earl Spence Jr. is winning again. Yeah, in our tournament, right? Uh-huh. Even though it 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 has it, no bearing. It pains us. Yeah, it pains us to say it. It has no bearing. I would love for Mikey to say that Mikey uh, can go in and make some adjustments mm-hmm. and beat him. I just don't see it. Yeah, I think it's just just Physically, Spence is just better. Yeah. All right. So there you go. Congratulations to Earl Spence Jr. for making the... I'm sure when he finds out about this, yeah. he's going to be pretty excited. He's going to be excited. Yeah.
1: Because he can't... Right now, he, he can't win the real fight. That's exactly right. This is the fight that you want to win.
0: Right. I mean, he's going to be pretty excited. Mm-hmm. He made the championship yeah. in an eight welterweight you know, fighter tournament. <laughs> Ortiz and Porterick, this one is a doozy. Yeah. Right? Both guys... Right, similar size. Ortiz, a little bigger. Mm-hmm. Porter, smothering. Porter, yeah. championship pedigree, Rick. Fought, you know, a who's who in the welterweight division. Mm-hmm. Ortiz, of course, the young lion making his way up has been tested recently by Maurice Hooker yeah. and Kalia Luskask. And I know I butchered that name. Mm-hmm. But this is probably one of the most competitive fights that we have, Rick. In the tournament, and good that it came down to the semifinal. How do you see this fight playing out, Rick?
1: Uh, I see Virgil Ortiz just the younger, uh, more active fighter. Um, you know, pulling this one off. And um,
0: how does he pull it off, Rick? Does he out-box think-
1: him? No, I I think he just outslugs him, and he catches him with a punch, and he hurts him, even though Porter is is not a fighter that gets hurt a lot. Yeah. And I think Virgil Ortiz wins by knockout in the 10th.
0: Let's look at the tail of the tape on these two guys, Rick, because this is a really good fight, right? Okay, so Ortiz is 5'10". Okay, I said they're the same size. They're not. Virgil Ortiz is much taller. Virgil Ortiz is all of 5'10 with a 70-inch reach. What do you got Sean Porter at, Rick?
1: Um, I'll look that up.
0: Yeah, let's see what he, because I think Sean Porter is only like 5-7, right? Mm-hmm. That's going to be the difference in this particular fight. Experience? Porter. Yeah, hands down. He's been in there in major championship fights, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if he, and we've already seen, right, that with the Cavalluskas fight and the Maurice Hooker fight, even though Ortiz is 18 and0 with 18 knockouts, he can be disrupted.
1: Porter's five7.:
0: Yeah, five7. Right, so that's a 3-inch. Which is reach, Rick? 69 and a half. Okay, so that's not that big a deal. So the reach is the same, but the height is a big difference.
1: Yeah. Well, I've got Virgil Ortiz mm-hmm. at 72. seventy. 70? Okay. Boxing oh, the Rick reach. has him at 70. Oh, 70. Okay.
0: Go figure, yeah, so I, I guess i 'm saying so size, and that 's why right, but they Virgil Ortiz doesn't doesn 't fight like a big guy though, no right he doesn 't fight like a Tommy Hearns right, mm-hmm. sticking that jab out he doesn 't fight like an Ugas, right, yeah fighting that you know neutralizing his opponent, Virgil Ortiz fights up in close he 's a brawler i don 't even want to say boxer puncher he 's more of a puncher, yeah that works his way in very methodically right he doesn 't do it carelessly no. or recklessly, right he doesn 't just go in there wailing away, hoping to land a punch. But he's shown in the last two fights, Rick, that he gets hit by Hooker and he got hit by Cavialuskas almost out
1: Mm -hmm. in
0: round two, was it? Yeah. Right? Porter, more of a veteran, seasoned, knows how to take advantage of the gaps Mm -hmm. of the openings. This is a toss-up, Rick. Yeah,
1: no, I I, I just think uh, youth prevails. I think, uh, you know, Porter, he's been off. He's going on a year. Yeah, and you know he's already had you know a bunch of bunch of wars, and um, it seems like every time he gets to that one big fight, you know whether it be a Spence, a Thurman, even though I had him, we had him beating Thurman in ours. um, Yeah, you 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 had him beating Thurman. He he (laughs) even has uh, you know a loss over Kel uh, by Kel Brook, and Kel Brook has been beaten by everybody. Um, It's a while. It was a while ago. Yeah, this was Kel Brook in his in his
0: prime though. Yeah, not the one that Crawford beat. <laughs> not the one that yeah. Crawford beat. Yeah,
1: but uh, you know, no, I, I, I think um, with the advantages, um, you know, I think the he last he beat two Ugas, guys,
0: Rick. He beat Ugas. Porter did.
1: Yeah, you know, it's questionable. Right. Uh, but no, I think I think Virgil Ortiz with this with his height, his yeah. reach advantage. Um, I think uh, he's able to uh, pull this one off. I think the last two fighters that he, yeah. he he's fought. Um, really good test and and they would get him ready
0: for a porter fight that being said Rick i have i have Virgil Ortiz yeah I have Virgil Ortiz okay I think that he 's able to sustain that smothering and here 's the thing the the it 's like the three point shot right, like they say you live and die right mm-hmm. by by you know the, 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 you can get cut on each side right it 's a double edged sword. I think that the smothering, aggressive style by Porter is fine. But when you are in there with a knockout artist like Virgil Ortiz Jr., 18-0 and 18 knockouts, you are going to get caught, Rick. Yeah. And when you get caught by this guy, you go out. Yeah. Okay. And I think that Porter eventually gets caught. He goes down, 19-0, 19 knockouts. In our tournament, Rick, it is going to be Virgil Ortiz, Versus Earl Spence Jr. for the Pacificos Boxing Welterweight Tournament Championship.
1: Yeah, no, they, they excellent wow. fight. Wow, and and a fight that probably should take place. Um, we would hope in a year, but maybe in two.
0: Yeah, should we have inserted Ugas? Had we have known? Well, right? you
1: know, now like if we were to redo it, Ugas yeah. would be in there. Yeah, and yeah. The Ghost, Robert Guerrero. Maybe, maybe,
0: maybe the Ghost Guerrero. If we had to do it over again, we would almost go like baseball. We'd do like a wild card, like uh-huh. a fight in. Yeah. Right? You'd almost have to do like the Ghost against Ugas.
1: Yeah. The, well, the Ghost won the back in the mix fight. so Right. You
0: know. Right. Immediately put him back in back contention. In the so there you go, folks. All right. We're going to be right back. We still got the stat of the week. The welterweight championship is set. Everybody's been waiting. We'll be back in a couple of weeks, Rick. Because we're probably not going to do a Labor Day show. Okay. And then we will have the champion of our welterweight division tournament. Wow. I'll tell you what would be even better if Mm -hmm. we can get Virgil Ortiz Jr. to come on the show and talk about how he made his way through our tournament. Yeah. I'm going to make it my goal, my objective to get him on the show, Rick. We'll be right back. Pacific Goes Boxing. If it goes boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. Rick, everybody's favorite segment, the stat of the week. What do we got, Rick?
1: Uh, well, sticking with uh, Manny Pacquiao from uh, last week. Yeah. Uh, he holds the record for beating 20 world champions a combined time 24 times. Wow. And that's the most.
0: Wow. And when you say 24 times, it just means like the Juan Manuel Marquez's, the Barrera's. It means he beat a the couple Morales's, guys. The yeah, Morales's, yeah. The beat them is, twice. Yeah, he beat them multiple times. Yeah. Um, I don't, and I don't think we have the number for who's next. But twenty world champions. Here's what I think of when I think uh-huh. of that stat, Rick. So when he beat these twenty world champions, where were they in their career? Because there's a difference between beating somebody uh-huh. and beating them when they're in their prime, at their best, right?
1: Yeah. Um. Well, just a few of the names. You yeah. Know, Ber- Barrera. Yeah. He beat him in his prime. Yeah. Um, Eric Morales in his prime. Yeah. Uh, Juan Manuel Marquez, Marquez in his prime. Certainly. Um, he beat a you know a prime Miguel Cotto. Yeah, a prime Ricky Hatton.
0: Yeah, only one loss. I think we said with Miguel Cotto, right? Yeah, to um, so Margarito.
1: Yeah, Ma- he beat Margarito. Yeah. Um, looking for prime, maybe a prime Timothy Bradley.
0: Yeah, I mean De La Hoya was the way past his prime, prime. Yeah, right.
1: But you know he beat yeah De La Hoya passed his prime. Mosley passed his prime. Yeah. Um. So you know, but. Even those you know, those those are Hall of Famers.
0: Yeah, those are Hall of Famers and these yeah. were Hall of Famers, by the way, that were still winning mm-hmm. fights leading leading into that. Even the De La Hoya fight. De La Hoya yeah. was, was pretty competitive and a lot of people had De La Hoya favored going into that mm-hmm. fight. Um, who else? I mean, yeah, there's 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 quite a few. Broner, right?
1: Matisse Matisse.
0: Right. Yeah. The uh, Argent- Argentine, right mm-hmm. guy we met
1: ah, Algerian is prime, yeah,
0: Chris Algeri, right <laughs> the, the, the the great nutrition the great nutritionist, right?
1: Uh, yeah. Brand- Brandon Rios, I think before you know yeah. he started getting beat by everybody,
0: right, right. So because that's the key, right? Because mm-hmm. you could you know you throw these not you but you know when we talk about boxing, there's a difference, right? When you talk about all the champions they beat and mm-hmm. okay, but where were they? hence why a lot of folks even with the 50 and 0 record unless he's 51 and 0 Mayweather yeah. why they don't consider him to be the greatest because he didn't necessarily fight these guys when they were in their prime no i think right? a
1: lot of times they were you know they had just come off a loss you know right um, you know, and he was yeah he wasn't he was waiting until there his advantage was in his favor
0: right I mean when he fought Pacquiao although now yeah. we could look at it and say well hey geez he did fight Pacquiao in 2015 right six years ago Manny Pacquiao mm-hmm. beat Keith Thurman after that right but yeah but a lot of the guys that he fought you know when he fought you know when uh, Mayweather beat Canelo Alvarez right that was yeah. a young Canelo Alvarez right and
1: you kind of have to look at it as how many fights did he win when he was the underdog.
0: Yeah, you know, that's right, and yeah. And they would,
1: they would probably be like right. three, maybe.
0: Right, if that, right, yeah. if that, if that. Don't get me wrong, some of, his, some of mm-hmm. Mayweather's earlier fights, you know, yeah. against Jose Luis Castillo, right? Yeah. Certainly, I mean, Castillo, you could say, was at or near his prime, unless he mm-hmm. was, you know, closely on the other side of it. But you get past that, right? And then you got the Zab Judas, the De La Hoya when he was older, the Marquez when he was kind of done, you know? The Shane Mosley, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, the Marcus Maidana in two thousand fourteen, that's why with a guy like Manny Pacquiao, that's why a lot of people think that, you know, he's probably one of the greatest pound for pound, if not the greatest. Yeah. Because like you said, twenty, you know, uh, uh wins against twenty fighters, twenty yeah. champions twenty four times. That speaks for itself. Yeah. And in their pretty much prime when these guys were legitimately considered the best at their weight division. That's a big difference. Yeah. No, no, definitely. Great stat of the week, Rick. Way to end the round fourteen. We got round fifteen next week, Rick. That'll be the end of fight number four. Can you imagine that? Mm-hmm. So they,
1: yeah, maybe, maybe uh, Balboa Drago won.
0: Yeah, <laughs> or there was only a one. No, but that yeah. but that fight didn't end in round fifteen. Oh no, it did. It did. Yeah. The second one did. No, no, that's right. There was only yeah. one. That's right. That ended in round fifteen. Yeah. When he didn't get up. Right. Yeah. So Contra- we'll have to come up with another one. And he almost went down. Uh, <laughs> De La Hoya, I mean, De La Hoya, Rocky almost went down in that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. As he should have because it was such a, you know, such a telling blow. Uh-huh. Huh? All right, folks. We'll be back next week. Can't wait for the fight card. I got Warrington. You got Warrington. You don't have a lock of the week. You have Katie Taylor. That is a very safe pick. I'll see you next week, Rick. See you next week.